0: Welcome back to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I fact check and investigate things that have been said on the Joe Rogan experience. Today we'll be looking at episode 1760 with Adam Curry, the podfather. The first thing they talk about is beyond meat. Curry says that it's pretty much the future, while Rogan says that their stock is actually down. And they're both kind of right here. It just depends on what time frame you're looking at. The stock of Beyond Meat Incorporated is up from where it was a month ago, but is down from where it was a year ago. Some people say it's going to be a big market in the future, so the company is going to go crazy, and other people say that's probably going to be big, but other companies are going to cut in. This is not a financial advice podcast. You will have to go figure it out. I don't know what stocks to buy, to be honest. They also discuss alternative medicine a lot. Curry says that originally there were homeopaths and allopaths when modern medicine was starting. Allopaths, meaning real doctors got funded by the Rockefellers, and so they ended up taking over. He also says that ranchers in Texas figured out a cure for cancer. The terms homeopath and allopath were created by a guy named Samuel Hanneman in 1810. He also came up with something called coffee theory, where he said that coffee is the true cause of many diseases. That is the origin of of these terms he uses. That's that's the guy who came up with the term allopath. You don't really see many people going around calling normal doctors allopaths and things like prescription drugs allopathic. The idea that these were equal competing branches of modern medicine until elites tipped the scales is not true. Homeopathic medicine was always the fringe, even before it was called homeopathic medicine. Now, it is true that John D. Rockefeller funded medical research, and in doing so, he is credited with basically eradicating hookworm and yellow fever. What did 1800s homeopaths accomplish? What were they up to? They probably had three-hour radio shows where they talked about how Grover Cleveland was actually a steam engine or something. I will not have the good name of John D. Rockefeller tarnished, not on my podcast. Also, I am funded by the Rockefellers. Now, as for these ranchers in Texas who, he says, really figured out a cure to cancer, I would love to see it. He does not tell us what it is, though. He does not say what the cure for cancer is that these ranchers came up with. I would be interested in knowing what it is in case I ever get cancer. But Curry is kind of rude and he does not say what it actually is. He's keeping it for himself. Later on, Curry says that China is hoarding grain and that soon there will be a major grain shortage in America. He says that there will be no bread available soon. He will go to the store and there will be no bread. We are going to run out of bread. Now it is true that China is creating large grain reserves. This is because they are concerned that their domestic grain production will not be able to keep up with their levels of grain consumption. There are a lot of Chinese people, you may be aware of this, and they are worried about having another famine, something that they have had to deal with in the past due to their massive population. This isn't some sort of Crazy conspiracy theory. This is a real problem that China has to think about. According to Goro Takahashi, an expert on Chinese agriculture, quote, agricultural productivity in China is low due to the dispersion of farmland and soil contamination. The amount of agricultural production will continue to stall as farmers migrate to urban areas. China even created a food waste law that makes it illegal to have excessive leftovers. I have no idea how they would actually enforce this, but basically, Xi Jinping is like your mom, and he does not want you to leave food on your plate. You have to eat it all before you leave the table. (laughs) That being said, China buying more grain is not a reason to think that America is going to run out of bread somehow. This is a China specific problem. They aren't stealing our bread, they aren't not selling us wheat. I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, They still import and export. They aren't uh, taking my bread for my sandwiches. He really doesn't say why there will be a grain shortage. He doesn't say why we're going to run out of bread. He just says, you know, attention, no more bread. And then he just doesn't elaborate further. (laughs) Personally, I enjoy bread, so I was I was glad to discover that this is not a real thing. Now, despite these um, sort of apocalyptic predictions, Curry insists that he's an optimist throughout the podcast. And one of the things he's optimistic about is Blue Sky, which is a project that Twitter founder Jack Dorsey is working on. As we all know, Rogan is also a big fan of Twitter policies. He has nothing but positive things to say about them. Curry describes Blue Sky as a sort of decentralized Twitter. But what Jack Dorsey is trying to do, really, is put all social media onto one standard. And this could just as easily make censorship even easier as he could then ban people on every social media website at the same time. It really doesn't matter, though, because this will never happen. Facebook will never go along with this, and there's no reason for them to give up power uh, just because Jack Dorsey is like a schizo. Um, This is not something that's going to happen. They also discuss beef. Curry is a big fan of beef. He says people used to live off of beef and now everyone is fatty because people aren't eating enough beef. It is true that people eat less beef than they used to, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture Economic Research. The peak of beef was 1971 when 136 pounds of red meat were consumed per person that year. By 2019, it had gone down to 105 pounds. So I guess he thinks that a 23% decline in beef consumption caused people to become fat. This is perhaps the most American theory of obesity I have ever heard, and I like it. I think this is an amazing and patriotic theory, but it is probably not accurate. The actual reason people are fatter now is simply because people eat more now. According to Pew Center Research, the average American ate 2,481 calories a day in 2010. That is 23% more than in 1970, which is the earliest year they had this data. This is the reason. People eat more now. It is not a big mystery where there's syrup being injected into things because of JFK's pet horse that tripped down the stairs or whatever. It's because people are eating more. One of the other conspiracies that Curry supports is the idea that the CIA is behind the current protests in Kazakhstan. He says this is to stop a Russian pipeline to China and a Chinese railroad to Europe. One of these things is kind of plausible. The Soyuz-Vostek pipeline, however, which is going to run from Russia to China, is going to be through Mongolia, not Kazakhstan. Maybe the CIA just got mixed up and they caused a civil war in the wrong country, but this doesn't affect the pipeline, really. It would genuinely mess with China's new Eurasian land bridge project, however, if Kazakhstan were to somehow have a change of leadership and that leadership was antagonistic to China or something. This would be bad for China. The protests aren't related to the country's relationship with China, however, at least as far as anyone can tell. Protesters aren't talking about China. This doesn't really have anything to do with China, at least on the surface. Russia has said that America is behind all of this but they say America is behind everything. Now they might be right, but you can't just (laughs) you can't just believe Russia on this sort of thing. I can't find any real evidence that America is behind this, but I guess it is possible. It also seems like something that could have just happened organically though without the help of the CIA. There's plenty of things worth protesting over there. Just because someone potentially stands to gain from something doesn't mean you can just say that they did it. For instance, I would benefit from Rogan having exclusively right-wing conspiracy theorists on JRE from now on because it would give me more to talk about. But you can't just say that I'm the one causing these people to be on JRE. You have no evidence of that, although you might be right. You don't know. Around this time in the episode, Curry kind of randomly says that when he grew up in the Netherlands, it was illegal to unplug your phone, and there was a 90% income tax. Neither of these things are true. He has misremembered his childhood here. As they discuss what they see as the general collapse of society, Rogan says that police are no longer prosecuting less than $1,000 of theft. This is not true and comes from a misunderstanding of Prop 47 in California, where Rogan used to live, and similar propositions in a bunch of other states that are basically the same thing. It doesn't just make it legal to steal anything that costs less than $1,000. It changes shoplifting things that are less than $1,000 from a felony to a misdemeanor. You can still get six months in jail shoplifting something less than $1,000. If they were legitimately not pursuing or prosecuting the theft of things that cost less than a $1,000, I would not be wasting my time making this dumb podcast. I would be stealing everything out of Walmart. And slowly, I would grab a sandwich. I would grab some milk. I would grab some macaroni and cheese. And every day I'd go to the store and I would just take what I needed. Um, Then you would just need money for what? Like rent and stuff? Um, That's how things would work. But that is sadly not the case. The reason these shoplifting mobs have gotten away with it is not because the cops have no desire to stop them, but because they cannot stop them. You just can't stop a whole mob of people who run into a store unless you're prepared or you have some sort of plan. It's kind of like a riot. You know, once it's going, you can't really stop it. It's just a good tactic. The cops have just been sort of outplayed on this one. They also talk about energy. Curry says that you cannot get natural gas installed in your house anymore in Texas. Uh, This is not true. You can. You can get all the natural gas you want. Doesn't this guy live in Texas? I don't understand why he thinks this. I think he's just really out of touch is the problem. He also says that Germany closed all natural gas and nuclear power plants, but then they reversed everything and turned them back on. Germany is currently phasing out all nuclear power. They aren't switching them back on. They're just getting rid of them. He was saying this as if it were some some sort of conspiracy, but I don't even really get what the conspiracy would be here. I wish there was a secret government plot to run everything off of nuclear energy. That would be great. Finally, a conspiracy to do something useful for once. But this is not real. This is a made-up thing. He also says that the recent major power outage in Texas was because energy is traded like stocks and companies didn't want to fire up a generator at a loss. He also alludes to a German company that somehow caused this all to happen. The power outage happened because the Texas grid just wasn't prepared for a severe storm, so it froze and got damaged. You can't uh, trade energy like stocks. I don't even know what that means. Companies didn't refuse to turn on the power grid because they'd be losing money. If they could have turned their power on, they would have because they actually would have made lots of money because people wanted to use that power and the Texas grid is kind of privatized. There's also no shadow German company that caused all of this. I couldn't even figure out what this theory is based on. It is so out there. I cannot find anything like it on the internet. This seems to be a product of his own mind that he pieced together from I don't even know what. This and the thing about natural gas not being available in Texas, which is not real, and the thing about Texas ranchers curing cancer, it reminded me of something I've I've discussed with a friend of mine before, which is that Once you start moving your sort of schizo, conspiracy, paranoid delusions from the federal level to the state and local level, you know that you have gone off the deep end. Casual crazy people will say, oh, you know, Biden is out to get me, and you know he's in my dreams or whatever. But once you have someone who's saying things like the mayor is out to get me or the sheriff is stalking me in the night, You have entered true crazy person land. And I think he's sort of getting there. It reminds me of, there used to be a website, and this is kind of a tangent, but I'm going to go on it anyway. There used to be a website that was clearly created by one guy. And it was sort of an elaborate, like alternate world, like a fictional world that he created where snorkeling was really big and there was sort of like an underwater world or something. I don't remember exactly. And the main character was this, like, free snorkeling diving hero. And the enemies were, like, the regulators of the diving club. And it was really obvious when you read it that he had created this whole world and, and stuff because he'd ran into some sort of problem with, like, the local dock authorities that didn't want him diving at a specific time or something. It was really weird. I can't find the website anymore, and nobody I bring this up to ever knows what I'm talking about. So if you're out there and you know about the diving guy, please link me to this website, because I've been looking for it forever. Anyway, towards the end of the episode... Curry says that there was briefly a free lobotomy service in Central Park where people would just voluntarily come in and get lobotomies. This never happened. Lobotomies were very controversial, even at the time, and people understood that there were serious side effects. Random people were not just signing up for free lobotomies. New York was a big place for lobotomies, though, In particular, there was a facility on Long Island that was known for lobotomizing large amounts of mental patients. This is something I'd really like to get Tim Dillon's opinion on. I'm sure he would say (laughs) something to the effect of most people on Long Island actually should be lobotomized. In the last 10 minutes or so of the episode, Curry reveals himself to truly be off the deep end. He says that he doesn't know if the moon is real, and he doesn't know if the earth is round. Rogan, to his credit, laughs at this, and does try to get him to admit that the earth is round. But Curry really will not back down on this, and insists that he is genuinely unsure as to whether or not the earth is a globe, and the moon exists. And there's a few sort of uncomfortable moments where... Curry realizes that Rogan is, like, laughing at him, and he looks a little bit uncomfortable. It's very awkward, actually. It was really funny. If you needed any more reason to think that you probably shouldn't be listening to this guy, I mean, here it is. I think it's very fitting somehow that the so-called inventor of podcasting is unwilling to say that the Earth is round. The man who invented audio files on the internet thinks the earth might be flat. There's something very poetic about that. I wouldn't have it any other way, really. Curry, like Dr. Peter from last time, also believes that COVID was deliberately created by the government. However, his theory is different in that he believes it was all done so that the government would have an excuse to print money. This is what he thinks was the primary motivation for what would be the largest conspiracy in human history. This, of course, makes no sense because the government can print huge amounts of money whenever they want. China even more so because they have a one-party system and they can really just do whatever they want. There's just no reason to create a global pandemic and kill millions of people in order to print money. This does not make sense. Curry's podcast is called No Agenda, but shockingly, believe it or not, he does have an agenda. Very surprising. He is also connected to Republican royalty, which a lot of people don't seem to know. His uncle, Donald Gregg, was in the CIA and was national security advisor to George H.W. Bush when he was VP. His aunt also married William Buckley's son. This is very suspicious to me, although it doesn't really mean anything in particular. But ask yourself this. Do you think Adam Curry would trust someone who disagreed with him if he found out their uncle was in the CIA? Think about it. Those are all my notes for this episode. It had some similarities to the Dr. Peter episode, But I enjoyed this one much more. I would like to see things head in this sort of crazy direction. Away from COVID and more towards flat earth. That's the sort of thing I would rather have discussed on JRE. If you want to listen to bonus episodes, you can subscribe to the Patreon for $2. And thank you for listening. I will see you next episode. Hopefully, in that next episode, I will be discussing Eddie Bravo's big return to JRE.